0: Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If your pet has or you suspect they might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of All Paws Pet Talk, this radio show, or their sponsors.
1: listening to Smart Animal Talk on All paws Pet Talk Radio, which means you're listening to me Deb Wolf and you can find more about me on Facebook with Camp Good Dog where you see my cute puppies and dogs that visit Camp Good Dog and they're all mugging for the camera of course. So you can check me out there or you can go to my website debwolf.ca. In the meantime, we've got a great show to present for you today and we've got Vicky and Kelly both calling in from New York to talk to us about their company and Good Reasons Dog Treats is the name of that company. So welcome to the show, ladies. First of all, welcome, Vicky. Thank you. And welcome, Kelly. Hello, thank you. So what would you like to tell us about your Good Reasons Dog Treats today, ladies?
2: Kelly, go ahead.
1: Um, start. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, well, we just wanted to um, make people aware that
3: Good Reasons is out there, and we are a not-for-profit based in Westchester, New York. And we have a very simple mission. It is to create all-natural dog treats, but most uh, importantly, uh, to create jobs for people with uh, disabilities. So, uh, oh, very simple really?
1: Mission.
3: Yeah. Okay, so
1: you're employing people who maybe otherwise would have a hard time finding work?
3: Exactly, exactly. yeah. Our, um, our employees are involved in every aspect of the business, from the baking of the dog treats. Uh, they help pack the dog treats. They attend in-store promotional events, um, they participate in del- uh, deliveries and handling shipping and packing, um, so really a part of every aspect.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Where did you come up with this idea?
2: Uh, well, we started one? a couple of years ago. Um, we were The state of New York has really put a call to action to agencies like ours and uh, community-based services, which is the parent company of good reasons. Um They put out a call to action for agencies to really start helping people find work. Uh, People with disabilities often struggle to find employment, keep employment. uh, And so we started Good Reasons as a way to help that whole cause of employment and give them opportunities to make money, to feel a part of something larger. And uh, that's what got it started. And uh, we've been around now a couple years, and we have six dog treats, and we employ uh, roughly around ten people. And uh, so far, so good. We're doing really great. We're on a mission, and uh, we have a mission. So, so far, so good. We're really happy about it. We
3: actually are approaching our two-year anniversary uh, July 1st. So uh,
2: Nice.
1: Been a busy... Well, happy birthday. That's Thank Canada you. Day up Thank here you. for us. You know, every time it's your birthday, we light off fireworks in our country, so it's a big deal for us. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um so, so tell me a little bit about the treats themselves, please.
3: Um, well, the uh, the treats,
1: the recipes actually came from
3: um, our director of food services, who is a culinary institute grad and had been a chef with his own restaurant for years. So he actually created these wonderful recipes. Uh, six flavors, all natural, human grade. Uh, a few of them are wheat free. Uh, particularly, uh, most popular is our Charlie's Cheddar Chomps, which is a cheese um, flavor, and then we have a we have pumpkin. We have peanut butter, uh, we have a beef and a turkey, and the last one is a molasses uh, flavor. So lots of choice for every dog's palate to choose from.
2: And, again, and they're all delicious because we've tried them. Weird. You personally,
1: <laughs> are you saying yeah. you ate them? Is yeah, that what you're definitely. saying? Vicky, you eat them. Okay, aren't they hard on your teeth? I mean, to be crunchy for a dog's teeth. Well, I mean, you know. A are you little risking bit, your dental
2: work there? Yeah, we all we had to sample them. And, you know, like like Kelly said, they're all human grade, so they're definitely safe for people to eat. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, some of them are really delicious. I like uh, the one with molasses. It's nice and sweet. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the treats are all really uh, great, and they, we've gotten a lot of great reception from uh, pet owners, and, and the dogs themselves have really come to like the treats. So uh, we're selling it around how many locations, Kelly? 200?
3: Uh, about 200, oh, yes, nice. and then plus um, our website. Um, so definitely, you know, we want to encourage people to go to the website, which is goodreasons.com. We're always running uh, promotional um you know, codes on there for people to get all kinds of uh, great discounts. And again, it's all very simple. The more treats that we can sell, the more jobs we can create. So the more Correct. people visit that website, um, the more you know, more employment opportunities that Good Reasons can create um,
1: in general. Well, that's terrific. I, and I bet the people who work for you are really into the product. Are they good salespeople?
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, they're doing great. They're they're very excited about the work, about their jobs. They come to work happy and big smile on their face and eager to work. And, and it's really, it's re- very rewarding for us to uh, to see the guys at work and how much it means to them for their self-esteem and all kinds of, uh, you know, great um, reactions that they have to the work itself. So it's been really rewarding for us. And uh, so all, all good. You know, we just got picked up in a few more Whole Foods and we're selling at Hannaford's market and, Adams and a lot of local stores have picked us up, so you know we're we're we're, we and uh, unleashed by Petco. So you know, for a small two-year company, we're doing really quite well.
1: That's so good. I want to ask you because you said that they don't, you know, that the people who work for you uh, get to work in all aspects. So I wanted to ask you about that because sometimes I find there's tendency to put people like that in jobs that maybe no one else wants, and there's never advancement, there's never learning. Uh, can you tell me how it is for someone who um, starts with your company?
3: Yeah, I mean, all our um, individuals. Uh, we we do have job coaches on site also, um, and obviously, you know, we we try to encourage that every employee, you know, participates in all avenues of the business. Of course, there's some people that prefer um, certain areas, um, but the difference between uh, good reasons um, is that we are an integrated uh, workforce, and that is very important. We're not a workshop. Um, we are integrated, so we have about a 50-50 ratio. So, you know, our thing is that we hire people of all abilities, um, and so that's very important to, um, you know, people are interacting. Um, everyone's getting a chance to um, train within uh, different areas.
2: And everybody gets paid at least minimum wage. Yes. So yep. that's all nice. part of it, that they're paid at least minimum wage, and then it's integrated, meaning, you know, so we have people from all walks of life. It's not just a place that hires only disabled people you know we wanted them to have a full experience and not just be like in like Kelly said a workshop situation where there's only disabled people so it's a real mix of people and it's very lively and fun and uh they do learn and uh you know we had one person who left for whatever reason so it's not like you know they they're they can't resign if they don't want to work there and uh, and then we have new people starting and wanting to work all the time. You know, the biggest thing is, you know, as we increase sales, we increase employment. So that's why we're really trying to push uh, the dog treats, get people to know who we are, what we're doing, and, and, and to try them because, uh, you know, it, they are uh, good treats, but they also serve a higher purpose in society to helping people. And that's really what we're about, the helping part.
1: You know, that cheddar one you talked about, I think I've seen that. You must have them further than just New York State.
3: Yes. I mean, we're we're actually Petco, unleashed by Petco, took us nationwide. Um, so they have uh, about 200 stores um, all over the USA. So uh, very likely. Uh,
1: Probably in Seattle somewhere. I love going to pet stores and other places and seeing what other countries, other products, what you can get. But more than that, when I'm buying for my pets, I want to know that it's North American made. I don't want anything repackaged and ingredient sourced from Asia or China where there might be things I don't want in there. So are yours local?
2: All locally made and local ingredients. We we get the peanut butter from Connecticut, which is really right across the border from us. You know, it's made to order. There's nothing in it but peanut butter. You know, there's no crap. You know, we don't like any, you know, anything bad for our dogs. Uh, Kelly and I both have dogs and love them. Um, you know, I think of my my own dogs like I gave birth to them. You know, there's a big love affair. So you know, now want that to would make
1: best. a YouTube video that would go viral. I would like to see that one. So okay, they look well, a lot like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, now it's getting stranger. I hope it's not the biscuits that did that. Okay, everybody. Well, go to goodreasons.com. We're running out of time today, so thank you so much, oh, Kelly and Vicki, and thank you for helping these people and Helping the yep. pets and you yep. want to buy dog treats. You want yeah, we'll local send, stuff. We'll send you you some want treats. it easy. <laughs> so just do it because then you're gonna get more people employed. It's a win-win, <laughs> right?
2: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you for having thank us.
1: You. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, everybody, stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute with Smart Animal Talk, All Plus Pet Talk Radio.
2: I'm your, doggy, I'm your doggy. and I love you.
1: On All Paws Pet Talk Radio with me, Dab Wolf. And I'm calling in from Camp Good Dog, as always, here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where we're about to celebrate a long weekend. I know you are too, at the end of it. We celebrate at the start of it. So if I play my cards right, I can celebrate on the first and the fourth. And our kennel Camp Good Dog is packed with dogs because so many people are going on holiday. So it's a really exciting time. Plus, I have nine Golden Doodle puppies in the barn and one Standard Poodle puppy in the house. And uh, they're all on Facebook if you want to see how cute they are. They're really, really cute. These puppies are so young, they're not even a month old. So check them out on Facebook, Camp Good Dog. Or go to my website if you like. Or even check out my dog training uh, videos, which are free on YouTube. You just check out my name, Deborah Wolf, on YouTube. And uh, see how to train your dog. But for now, we're going to take a little walk, a little, little bit past the puppy stage. Most of us get to have a dog for 10, 12 years and then the dog dies and it's heartbreaking. There's a big hole in your house and your heart and your routines and your life. And you, you just stand around wondering like, what, what am I supposed to be doing in this room? And you remember, oh yeah, this is what I would have refilled the water. Oh yeah, it's supper time for the dog. And you come home and nobody greets you at the door and it's just so awful. I can't handle it. That's why I never do it. I always have more than one dog. And so when my dog passes, I still get greeted at the door and they bring me out of it. But when a dog dies for me, it's hard for me to let go. And recently I had to finally put down Sophie, my golden retriever, who fought with cancer for a while and then couldn't fight it anymore. And it was just so, so hard. I tried on a Saturday, ended up taking her home again and trying again on a Tuesday and it was just on May 31st, whatever day that was, I finally had to say goodbye to her. Our next guest helps a little bit with that, helps you keep the memories. So welcome to the show, Ramey from Pet Perennials. Welcome.
4: Thank you so much for having me on your program. And um, I'm just grateful. I'm sorry about the loss of Sophie. Yeah,
1: um, Sophie was a great dog. like that.
4: Yeah. She swam. Stories like that are the reason.
1: Well, she swam in our pond, spring fed pond here at Camp Good Dog almost every day of her life, really. I mean, years and years worth of swimming, which was her total bliss. Swimming, if she could fetch in water four children, that she had her three favorite things all at the same time. And she got that every week. So, and every day she got to go swimming pretty much. So it was only the last week that she couldn't walk down to the pond anymore. But uh, she's, um, I want to remember her, and I understand pet perennials. Can help me do that
4: yeah it sounds like sophie had a wonderful life and yes oh. you're right deb pet perennials is a way to keep their memory alive and create new life with the love of your pet and pet perennials was inspired by my own pet loss my business partner we've all been there we've had our fur babies and we've loved them and we've had to say goodbye to them And in 2012, I had to say goodbye to my first pet that I had as an adult, and her name was Olive. And she was one of the chief inspirations of creating Pet Perennials. In fact, we refer to her as our chief inspiration officer.
1: It's a hard decision. I mean, you're there at the vet and you you get told, okay, maybe you have a conversation with the vet or maybe you're talking to your friends and your family and everyone agrees. If the dog can still eat and drink and walk around, if the dog is still able to wag its tail, if the dog can still go to the bathroom outside, then there's no reason to euthanize it. And as the dog gets more and more ill, that line moves and moves and moves. And then one day you just have to face it. Maybe some of us face it sooner than others. I always regret leaving it too long. But then you come home empty. It's like you're driving your car back from the vet with nothing but a collar in your hand and a leash in your hand. Like, what what can we do to make that a little bit easier?
4: Well, so that was my experience. When I got Olive back after having her euthanized, she was in a box, a little box, and it was all I had of her was this ash. And so we came up with this wonderful way to create flowers, to grow flowers, using, if the pet parent chooses, some of the cremated remains of that beloved pet. And so that is what pet perennials are. They're a -a one-of-a-kind, eco-friendly pet memorial craft. And so what happens is we have found a way to create flower seed wafers that incorporate the cremated remains of your pet. You can then take the seed wafers, place them in your garden, in window boxes or flower pots to grow perennial flowers that will return year after year. And so now, instead of sitting and looking at a box that sits on a shelf or wherever someone's put it, you can incorporate your pet into a garden and so when those flowers bloom year after year you are reminded of that lovely you know that lovely soul that spirit that was in your life and as we believe is still all around us and so now you can really see them in those beautiful flowers and colors
1: can you pick any kind of flower
4: well what we've done to make sure that the product can work for almost everybody that's there. We sell it in the United States. We're not ready for sale in any other country, but we've selected two seed choices that people can pick from. One is a butterfly and hummingbird mix, which attracts butterflies and hummingbirds to a garden or to the window or to the flower pots. We picked these certain mixes because we know that they'll work anywhere in North America. So if you have a home in Florida, this seed selection will grow in Florida just the same as it will grow in the Pacific Northwest. We didn't want the product to be overly complicated. We didn't want people to think that they had to be a gardener or know how to grow plants and flowers. They are very simple, so we keep the mixture simple. Butterfly hummingbird is one choice, and the other is called a pollinator mix, and it attracts things that help to continue to pollinate the garden. There are multiple seeds in every um, set of pet perennials, so you always get a really nice mixture, different heights, different colors, and, again easy to grow no no need to be a gardener no need to dig a hole you just water add water and lots of sun and you're going to have flowers
1: that's such a beautiful idea because i've i've seen lots of things sometimes people stuff their dogs and i find that i understand why people would do that but it's a little disturbing to me i don't want to go have my actual dog on display lifeless. It Just for me personally, I don't like that. And people do paw prints and things like that. But I don't know, it ends up being clutter, really, if you have many, many dogs and cats and such. So this just sounds like such a good idea, such a beautiful idea.
4: Thank you very much. And, and I, you know, I, I know a lot of those products. In fact, I learn about new ones every day. And what differentiates pet perennials is that we're not keepsake. We consider it a keep giving product because it keeps giving new life. It's new life created by that love of that pet. And our slogan at Pet Perennials is love, seeds, life. And, you know, it's kind of that play on words, but it's also what we're doing by taking the love of that pet. we're We're using seeds and we're creating new life. And it continues with the movement, too, to eco-friendly, to sustainable living, to green choices. This product fits right into that category. And we're also, as a company, very conscientious about how we package our products. So all of our products are packaged in recycled materials or reusable materials that the pet parent or family can recycle
1: or reuse in the future you know i um, sometimes there's a bridge on my property uh, over a creek and it's in it's outside of the normal off-leash kerfuffle area and sometimes people take their dogs on leash and do walks in there it's a beautiful river and there's a spawning salmon stream and it's lovely back there and because of the rainbow bridge poem uh We've got people putting little figurines, you know, say they had a cocker spaniel that used to love coming here and then it died. They would buy a little plaster figurine, something they'd buy at the garden store and put it there, you know, and I Mm can see taking that idea and taking a little figurine that reminds you of your dog and putting it in the garden with this that really is the memory of your dog, you know, because it's so beautiful. It's such a great, you could make like a little garden memorial, you know. It would be really, really
4: nice. Yeah, absolutely, Deb. And there are a lot of products that can complement pet perennials. And so the pet parent or family doesn't have to limit themselves to just the flowers. They can put a lovely figurine or a marker or a stone there. Um, They can put their own artwork. You know, oftentimes pet families with young children, lose you know their family well, dog that's or family.
1: It. yes and the kids need this kind of thing the
4: family to do an activity a craft with our my pet perennials kits we give the family everything they need inside of the kit to create their own seed wafers so one, okay, so so everyone, I'm
1: going to have to interrupt you, Remy, because we are running out of time. I've been given the, the sign that we've got to go. So everyone, if you want your My Pet Perennials kit or you want Pet Perennials information, go to PetPerennials.com. And anywhere in America, you could do this. Thank you so much for joining us today, Remy.
4: Thank you so much, Deb.
1: I appreciate
4: it. Have a wonderful Fourth of July weekend.
1: Oh, I will, starting with July 1st, Canada's birthday and uh, the anniversary of my last guest creation, goodreasons.com, coincidentally. So, everybody, go to petperennials.com, and we'll be up with Denise Fleck, the Pet Safety Crusader, next. Stay tuned.
2: I'm your doggie, I'm your doggie. and I
5: love you.
1: to Smart Animal Talk on All Paws Pet Talk Radio. And for those of you who are listening to the last segment with PetPerennials.com, I just wanted to add to that. If you are grieving the loss of a pet or you know someone who is, there are a few books I really like. The Last Will and Testament of the Dog is really good. Really, really good. And then if you've got kids or even someone who just thinks sort of poetically think sort of simply for every dog an angel is a really beautiful picture book especially for kids it's really really good and then for everybody rainbow's bridge that's the poem i was referring to and it talks about a, a kind of um image of heaven where pets and their people get reunited and rainbowsbridge.com is where you'll find that so now we're gonna go back to the pet safety crusader she's here to save the day up up and away and all that denise fleck
0: welcome to the show happy to be here and deborah i was listening to your last segment and if our pets aren't in heaven across that rainbow bridge i don't want to go well, I've
1: been thinking that too. Exactly. If they're not there, then it's not heaven for me. So I must have taken a wrong turn. I'm, I'm looking for some other place. Um, you know, I've had, uh, I've, I've been on the air a long time. And on one of my shows, quite a long, long time ago, at one point, I had a panel with a priest and a minister and a rabbi. And we talked for about an hour about this exact topic. And in the end, I think everybody decided yes. Yes, there were animals in heaven. The Christian guy had these phrases and, you know, he was pointing to verses that referred to horses in heaven and stuff like that. And the Jewish guy had some stuff. Everybody had something to contribute. But basically, there are animals in heaven and God created animals. So
0: don't worry about it.
1: Don't worry about it, Denise. Don't
0: be there. One thing (laughs) off my worry list.
1: (laughs) You got it covered. You got it covered. Um, Unless you're, uh,
0: you know, uh, I don't know, unless you're really bad and you don't make it there. So be good, Denise. I'll (laughs) do my best because they are unconditional love, so they have to be there wherever there is. Well, that's an interesting idea. See, I don't think that's
1: true. When I, when I go into a home where there's a bad dog, so they say. They call me bad dog. He's bad. And I come in and he doesn't look so bad. He looks pretty good, usually. But then sometimes I get to see a glimpse of what they're talking about, you know. And usually it's really obvious to me who, de- who is good to the dog and who is not. And I don't mean who gives it food. I mean who who actually gives it what it needs, like exercise, attention, that kind of stuff, stimulation. Because the dog will will totally rat them out. He'll ignore or be rude or completely be oblivious to the person who basically has no time for him. But the person who gives to him, oh my gosh, he gives back. And and you so it's totally conditional. It's conditional,
0: I think. Well, you actually gave me a perfect segue, though, as far as giving the animal what he needs. And, you know, basically dogs and cats are furry toddlers for life and we need to keep them safe. We need to keep their environment safe and, you know, watch out for them. So since I don't know about where you are, but it is hot, hot, hot. I actually drove back from Phoenix from the Blog Paws Cat Writers Conference this week where it was 121 day. No, oh my gosh, that is hot for dogs. That's brutal hot for dogs. So Pet Safety Crusader here just has to put out that if it's too hot for you to walk barefoot, it's too hot for their paws. And that's true for surfaces, too. I mean,
1: sometimes it might not be hot, but it might be sharp or prickly or full of cigarette butts or broken glass. I mean, put your, if you don't want to put your hand down on the ground, why are you making your dog walk there barefoot? Ick. That's gross. He's going to get hurt and maybe
0: worse, maybe sick from something there, maybe burnt, maybe cut, Right. It's, well, that's it. You know, somehow people have gotten this concept. I don't know if it's because dogs walk barefoot in our minds all the time, but they think those pad paw pads are so tough and they can be cut or burned or, you know, punctured just like our feet can it's just
1: conditioned skin. You know, sometimes out here, I see this when we have a dog come up to camp, who's just been indoors too much. And then all of a sudden, he's running around like crazy. He'll even cut his feet on, on blades of grass or gravel, because he's just not it's like, if you ran barefoot, and most of the time you wore shoes, you know, so sometimes they need the little socks, they need the little boots. And if you live in an area where, it's just not clean enough or the pavement's always too hot, then those little boots, I mean, you can buy like a pack of 10 for under $10 and they last a long, long time. I had these purple ones on a standard poodle who came visiting last year. He was allergic to grass and he comes to my giant five-acre farm full of grass and I'm like, buddy, you gonna—you get it. You know, we can't let you go barefoot on the grass and, and break out in hives, so... On went the booties, and he was, he was styling. He was running around happy as, as can be. He didn't even try and take them off. So I think sometimes dogs know what they need, and they'll go with it if you give it to them.
0: Well, that's it. And some, I've heard a lot of humans say, oh, well, my dog would never wear shoes. But you're the trainer. I mean, you know, it's all about doing it the right way, introducing it properly, and also finding the right one. I think I know the ones you're talking about, and they're kind of almost like a thick balloon where the dogs can actually still feel their toes touching the ground. You know, it's not a confined, like a hiking boot. And
1: And I suspect I do have dogs who would not put up with it. But when a dog has sore feet, sore, itchy feet, and, all, and he can't run and he put his foot down and you can see he's like, ow, 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 ow as he's walking. And then you give him something where he can run again. He's, he's not looking back. He's not going to rip it off and be in pain if wearing it is comfortable, right? So when you find the right thing, most of the time a dog won't fuss over it because he, he wants it. He wants the relief.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, they live in the moment. So if something is hurting or uncomfortable now, that's the big deal. They're not going to worry about getting the sunburn that's going to hurt them in three hours. They're worried about what their, you know, paws feel like right now. So if you can help make them more comfortable, you really can um, really win their hearts as much as, you know, they've won ours. Some other okay, things- so
1: sunburn. Let's talk sunburn. You touched on that. Sunburn, hot car, water.
0: What All of that stuff. Well absolutely. Yeah. Since you mentioned car, let's say never, ever, ever leave a dog in a parked car. The the current thinking is if it's seventy degrees Fahrenheit, it's too hot. To leave a pet in a parked car because they start panning 101 102 103 degrees the sun's coming in the front and the back window even if you have the other windows rolled down creating that greenhouse effect and most of the time when we park we park on concrete and asphalt which radiates up through the metal and gets the hot the car very hot very quickly so just don't do it if you're not in there there with the car with the dog don't leave him alone either. Water, start hydrating early. Don't wait till he's hot to let him start tanking up. Make sure he has fresh, clean water all day long. Dogs are like us in the planet Earth, 70% water. So they need that good, fresh water all day long. And what else did you mention? Sunburn, sunburn. Yeah, they've got fur, but that what that means is you should never shave them down completely. You can give them those shorter summer cuts, but their fur actually insulates them from the sun so that's helpful but very often above the the nose on the snout there the skin is visible and at the tips of the ears too so you can put a minimal amount of sunblock for toddlers or you know there are a lot of pet sunblocks now and use them always according to directions don't get them in the mouth or in the eyeballs or any place you shouldn't but the main thing is just supervising don't let them be out in this hot sun too long yeah. make sure they have shade and water and you dogs know, to- don't like
1: sunbathing Okay, I have a couple of dogs who do, but most of the time, most of our dogs would rather be in the shade if you gave them a choice. So if you're going to go for a sunny, sunny vacation, sunny beach, bring shade for the dog, bring water for the dog, bring a portable pet bowl bring cool water okay like don't expect him to drink out of some communal cesspool of warm icky disgusting backwash i mean you wouldn't right or or worse he's going to drink salt water because he's so darn thirsty and that's going to dehydrate him so you know water cool fresh water for the dog always shade for the dog always um i like what you said about the car for sure steer clear of zinc on dogs Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use sunscreen, zinc, they'll lick it, and then they get diarrhea. And we do not want diarrhea on our big beach adventure. So uh, (laughs) so steer steer clear of zinc for the dog. But yeah, some dogs have blue eyes or freckly skin or bald patches on their nose. These are the parts that are going to burn. So that's where you got to get get the sunscreen on there. And um, let's see, did we... Make sure they don't tip over their water. Uh, If they do, if you suspect they're dehydrated, cool them off, not with ice or freezing cold water, but cold water. Uh, Cool them off outside and inside. And sometimes I find Gatorade is terrific. Gatorade can really help uh, an exhausted, thirsty dog replenish uh, quickly. So Gatorade something also that uh, when we have puppies in distress, when we rescue them from puppy mills and hoarding situations, sometimes they've had diarrhea so long that Gatorade is very helpful in, in helping them. So, um, so you got to read the brand and make sure you're not using artificial sweeteners or anything that's, that's bad. Uh, you can also make your own with sugar and salt in water. Um, ask your vet about that. But, uh, but definitely
0: make sure your pets are
1: hydrated. That's really key, right?
0: Positively. And you mentioned it about the sweeteners because if it says sugar, alcohols or xylitol, you do not want that to go in your pet. So whether it's Pedialyte or Gatorade or what you're using, just check out for those sweeteners.
1: Yeah, make sure it's the right stuff. You don't want to make your animals sicker. Um, Let's see. So we talked about the heat and we talked about walking. You know what? The other thing is no wolf is going to go out on an exhausting sprint at noon right? No dog in his right mind would say, you know what? I feel like a hard run right now at noon in Phoenix. No, they're going to go in the morning. They're going to go in the evening. They're going to sleep in the middle of the day in the shade. So if you really want to go play fetch with your dog or something like that, try it at night, try it in the morning, try it before the sun comes up and it's so hot because then they do get the workout they need. And in the middle of the day, they're hardly going to run. And they're still going to be destructive and hyper if that's, if that's what you're dealing with at home. So you got to exhaust them when they can actually get a workout without getting too hot. And old dogs, old dogs have strokes when it's hot. So really, really, really watch it. Their temperature control is not so good. So really watch it with your old dogs. Denise, we have run out of time. Want to say something about your show?
0: I would love to have you tune in from 1 to 2 on Thursdays for Pet Safety Crusader Radio. See you then.
1: Okay, thanks a lot, Denise. And we'll be back in a minute on Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio with me, Deb Wolf. We'll be having Becky Starr join us once again if you want to see my beautiful puppies. And there are nine of them, Golden Doodles, all about a month old, and they're in my, they're well. Smart Animal Talk, Alphaz Pet Talk Radio. And that means you're listening to me, Deb Wolf, Deborah Wolf, for the YouTube crowd, because I just got an IM message saying, what do you mean I can't find Deb Wolf? No, because it's Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H-W-O-L-F-E, Deborah Wolf on YouTube. And now I go by Deb Wolf because it's easier for all of you, but uh, I'm the same person. You can find my YouTube videos, and it's Come, Sit, Heal, how to fit the collar, house training, all the stuff you need is there for free if you want to check it out. So, we're talking to Becky Starr today. Welcome back to the show, Becky.
5: Hello, Deb. Hello, everybody out there, and happy celebration of 4th of July weekend coming. I thought we'd make a few reminders today about that and your pets.
1: Oh, yeah, let's do it, because Canadians are celebrating Friday, Yes, we're always a little bit ahead of you. Uh-huh. We are.
5: No, just kidding around. <laughs> you are in more ways than you know.
1: <laughs> well, we're celebrating on Friday, the birth of our country. And uh, so it's, it's uh, firework time. And I always feel so sorry for the poor dogs who are dragged to these things. I mean, really, I'll see 10 dogs and one out of 10 looks happy to be there. And even that one, it's, it's really, he'd be happy to be anywhere. He's just that kind of dog. He'd probably be better off at home. Because once it gets dark, nobody can see where the glass is on the road. Nobody can see where the cigarette butts are or the garbage. Nobody can see what he's scarfing down next to the garbage can. It's, it's a night of pollution and toxins and hazards. And I don't know why anyone would bring a dog to fireworks. What do you think about, Becky? Do you bring your dogs to the fireworks?
5: Oh, my God. Fireworks. I have to tell you, I'm one of those pet parents that has a nightmare of hell on Firework Day. Um, Fireworks are insanity when it comes to our pets. As you said, remember, loud noises cause pets to panic. They bolt. They seek safety. It's actually, I don't know about in Canada, but in the U.S., it is the biggest holiday for animals to run to the hills, break out of their homes, break out of their yards. End up lost. End up in shelters. End up in vets. Um, it, it goes on and on and on. It's probably the worst holiday for our pets of the entire year. Not only because Aww. you know their their you know their senses, as we've talked before, are you know thousands of times intensified compared to ours, and so. What and they put
1: to... it together, and the pet is saying, "Is this a forest fire? Is this an air raid? Is this a thunderstorm?" I mean, he doesn't know, but he knows it's not good. All yeah, three it...
5: are bad, right? Yeah, from the, the, <laughs> the from the hearing, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, and and I know that all of us pet guardians get bombarded with you know, newsletters and flashes of, hey, it's a 4th of July, watch out for your pets, don't do all these things. But um, then
1: we get the dress up your pet and bring him to the fireworks parade, <laughs> patriotic know. pooch parade, you know, and it's like, no, I'm going to dress him up as a sane dog and leave him at home, how about that?
5: That's uh. right, that's right. And, 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 and these are the things, so even though we all know it's like a good reminder for us all, this is a priority day to keep your pets safe. You can think about your partying, you can think about all the th- things you're going to do, but your priority on this holiday is to keep your dog safe. If you know that your dog is spooked easily, this is a red flag. E- but even the calmest dog can be thrown for loop by these horrendous noises and smells that affect their little senses. So never take for granted, even if your dog is calm, that they're going to be just fine. So what you have to do is consider a few things. One, are you staying at home that night and being playing it safe and just, you know, watching out your window? Um, if so, great. You're home with the dog. You can keep them calm. It's great to put on a loud movie or some great, loud, relaxing music. You know, get them an extra treat, their bones, their playthings. You know, uh, hug them. For me, I live on a 15-floor, all-glass home. And I can see a hundred fireworks showing going off at the same time. So my dogs run from window to window to window going, oh, my oh. God, another one, another one, another one. So I end up, you know, spraying, don't you make spraying.
1: a dark spot like a I mean, a kennel with a with a blanket over it and all their treats and toys inside. And oh, a God, dark no. room With the blinds closed.
5: If I had that, I probably would but I don't. Um, The noise is very loud. I live right next to the Queen Mary. I live on the ocean. So all of these things are happening within, you know, right outside my window. So there's no way to get away from the visuals or the sounds. So I utilize, you know, rescue remedy. One of the things I find that helps the best is I just hold them in my lap and we sit at the window and we look at them and we talk through them, and I'm going, look at the pretty lights. Look at the pretty noises. Look at this. I make it into this. Look at Fairyland Disneyland event, um, which does help. That's you know? good.
1: That's good that you're not afraid. But, you know, it's still, I think they'd be happier in a dark, quiet, calm
5: room. My dogs would not be because no. there's no quiet. There's no quiet mm, anywhere. It's just too there's loud. so loud. Yeah, wow. There's so much around me. But, but, but again, if you're going to be home. You know, this
1: is a really can... common problem. It's a common sick. problem. Yeah. In Orlando, near Disney World, where the fireworks are every single night, there are dogs just going bananas. For weeks. Weeks yeah. it goes on. Weeks
5: it goes and, on. And, you know,
1: some dogs aren't afraid at all, and other dogs are terrified. That's right. And there's a lot you can do to help them cope. I've got a lot on, uh, on written on that, and I can help people if you call into the show and you want to talk about that. There's a lot we can do to help. But... Um, You know, really, as they age, most dogs do become afraid of thunderstorms and, by extension, fireworks.
5: That's right. And so if you're home, you know, baby them, nurture them, loud music, rescue remedy, hold them in your arms, talk them through it. If you're going to have a party, that's another whole thing. Even if your dog loves to socialize and you feel safe, absolutely not. Now we're going back to what you're talking about, Deb. Have a safe zone. Have a safe room. Make the noise, the TV, the music, the toys, the things. Keep them away from the party because you cannot monitor them. You're too busy with guests and coming in and out. Yeah. the open and door. The
1: open door is the in real thing, right? For cats, too, the open window, the open door, the careless guest. Because That's they right. hear a bang just as they're going by the open door. They might be gone. For a long time, forever. They may get hit by a car. I mean, it's, you know, Halloween's like this, too. A lot of pets go missing on Halloween for the same reasons. That's right. They don't know that the crowd of people going, oh, and applauding is a crowd, a happy crowd. It can easily be perceived as a mob. The dog is very confused. So best to leave them at home.
5: That's right. So put them in. If you have guests, you have a party, set them up in their own safe room. Check on them every once in a while. Do not have them socialize. Now, if you are leaving the house, you're going out for the night. Remember, dogs actually break through windows to get out. Again, safe place. Even if you have to block the windows, put on loud music, keep them, you know, in a safe space, never tether them to anything, never leave them outdoors, never in a yard or an open space where they have any possibility of freaking out and taking off. We
1: are quickly running out of time, Becky, but I do want to add that, you know, not everyone can visit me, of course, but there might be a kennel you use in your area when you go on holiday. We have people here that live right near where the fireworks are happening, right on the beach where they have this big contest all summer, six times in a row. Each country competes. Those people, they send their dogs away because it's just not fair to be that close that much. We only have a minute left. Um, What would you like them to know, Becky?
5: Okay, a couple of things you can do real quickly. One of your favorite products I know is Feel Away for Cats. There's another one called DAP, D-A-P. Now, you guys already have it tomorrow. We're on Monday, so, you know, you'd have to do some quick searching. DAP is called Dog Appeasing Pheromone. Uh, Most veterinarians uh, speak highly of it. It's like Feel Away for Cats. It releases the pheromone, calms them down. You can for get for dogs these...
1: though, right? That's yep, for, dogs? for dogs. Okay, everyone. So we have to wrap, Becky. It's okay. Smart Animal have Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. When we come back after the holiday, we'll talk more. But she just gave you a great tip for helping your dogs and your cats get rid of that stress over the holiday. And you too. Have okay. some fun this weekend. And until next time, from Becky Starr at Redstone Media Group, Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio, and me, Deb Wolf. Be good to your animals. Bye, Becky. Bye.